Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hi there. We are finishing up um, talking about Mary and Martha. And today um, we'll see them again, but not so much Martha, mostly Mary in this passage that we're going to talk about. Um, We finished up yesterday talking about the resurrection of Lazarus and how Jesus raised him from the dead after he was so dead that he stinketh, he comes back Mm -hmm. and the word is out that Jesus is doing these miracles and that he now has displayed that he holds power over death, like really, really dead. Like no question about it. This dude was dead and Jesus has brought him back. And so... The powers that be have said, okay, it's time to get rid of this guy. He's out. They put a bounty on his head. And the um, raising of Lazarus was the last time that he really was circulating amongst the public. Jesus was. Um, So he has retreated with his um, disciples to a region near the wilderness at a village called Ephraim. Did I say that right? Where he stayed with his disciples. Mm-hmm. Ephraim. 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 Because it depends on where you live. Whatever you like, home. Suzanne. So that kind of that's where he is. He's <laughs> he's not in hiding, but um, it's he's kind of taken maybe like a retreat. So mm-hmm. it would be like one of us going up to our cottage up north or something like that, where you're just you're you've just kind of taken a step back. So, yeah. Um, Terry, will you read for us in John? Yep. John 12, um, verses 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. How's that for foreshadowing? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You know what's coming now. (laughs) <laughs> the question of the day and just a heads up I did prep the ladies on this one a little bit because last last episode I didn't prep them and they looked at me like deer in the headlights look so um, what is something that you I mean Mary poured out this precious oil right I mean and it's it was probably one of her most precious possessions um, 
what's something that is precious to you? Do you have something that's precious? Like I mm. think about some things that are precious and I mean, obviously there are things, um, but something that's precious to me is when my great aunt passed away, I inherited this long, giant, long string of pearls. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that they were not real, but I mean, we're talking like really long. I could probably, if I had it around my neck, I think it probably went like past my hips. It was oh really good. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So I took that and I unstrung all those beads and I restrung them um, for both my sisters and I so that we all had some of Annie Alice's pearls and mm -hmm. they're all on different types of jewelry. Like one sister got a bracelet, one sister got a necklace, and then I have another necklace. Um, but it's just so that we could all have a little something like that. That was a cool yes. idea. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Very nice of you to share. Yeah. Well, you know, they shared her with me, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything precious? I think, oh, go ahead, Terry. Oh, I was just going to say the things that are precious to me, um, <clears throat> excuse me, really are my pictures mm -hmm. of the kids mm -hmm. and everything from the time they were, you know, born or even before they were born, uh, pictures of me pregnant. Those things are super precious to me. So um, they're not worth anything to anyone else, you know, maybe maybe my kids. Nikki is um, the one he, in my family who's um, sentimental about those kinds of things. Eric probably wouldn't even want them at all. <laughs> but um, it, to lay them at Jesus' feet and just say, you know, what? Well, do you want to destroy them? Do you want to? That would be hard. But if that's what he wanted, I could do that. It would be a sacrifice for me. I wasn't even going, like, well, how would you feel if you laid him at Jesus' feet? I was just thinking, like, what do you have that's precious? What do you have oh, precious? Yeah. I, I guess it's just because I'm so spiritual. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right, Terry. <laughs> so that's I, a joke. I, like, I went pretty abstract on it, and I, I'm not even sure. But I think sometimes when I lay at his feet, my trust and my need to control sometimes and have it my way. When that breaks and I can lay that at his feet and just honor him and sit at his feet, I think that's probably the hardest stuff for me to do right there. Oh, that's good. And it's, it's gotten better and better the more I've done that. So that's just a piece of this, like, sacrificial just letting it break. Um. Yeah, and to use it to just honor him. Wow, I don't know. I want to cry just thinking about some of that stuff. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, Angie, you really have to ramp it up because I'm Terry, I was like worldly. <laughs> Terry went worldly, but would lay it at but Jesus. Would lay it at Jesus. Rosemary yeah. just went, you've got all of me, Jesus. So That's how <laughs> are you going to talk that <laughs> Well, I'm probably going to be a little bit worldly too. Um I have, I'm a jewelry person. I love jewelry. That's always kind of been Amen, my thing. Sister. Yeah. I mean, if it sparkles, ooh, I got to have it. So I had um, two really 
nice necklaces with little diamonds in them. And um, I remember when the girls got a certain age, I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give those to my girls so that I can see them wear them and let them enjoy them while they're young. I mean, I don't want to get them when they're 60 years old. So um, I gave each one of them. One was gold and one was white gold. I gave one to each of the girls. And one daughter wore it every day for like seven or eight years. Every day, every time I saw her, she had it on and it was like, oh, she really loves it. Just like I loved it. And that's so awesome. It was so precious to me. And now it's really precious to her. The other daughter, it's in an envelope hanging in a bag in her closet. And it's still there how, 10 years later, seven or eight years later, whatever it's been. Um, so it was kind of a funny thing. Okay, I felt like I sacrificed that. That was precious to me. One of them appreciated it and the other one didn't. So now I'm at the place where I have two boys and I'm thinking, you know, I have two rings, two diamonds. And so those are very precious to me. You know, one is my um, wedding ring and, um, and Dan's added to that. You know, I got anniversary bands on either side of it. And the other one, he just went out and bought all on his own. And that actually is the most precious one to me. So when I'm thinking, okay, what would I do? Would I, would I be willing to give these to the boys? I'm kind of like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much a no. That's kind of a no. Yeah, they're just too precious to me to, to be willing to part with those right now. Um, and maybe if, I don't know, maybe if both the girls had felt that the jewelry I gave them was as precious as I thought it was, I'd be a little more <laughs> apt to give to the boys. But I don't know about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little on the worldly side too. I have some things that are very precious. Certainly, um, you know, my family is the most precious. Um, so I got to talk to the Lord about that with these rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, are you thinking of one of the daughters as Jesus? Who's like, yes, it's precious. She's doing the right thing. And the other one's Judas. She's like, why, why would I? Yeah. <laughs> or, or honestly, <laughs> the one who call your children, Judas, but, <laughs> no, but it might be precious to both. It's just one's like, I don't want to destroy this. This is a memory. Oh, no, of no, my no. mom, and this is something I love. No, it's not. No, no, Sorry, no. trying to back up. Right, so good. No. Very nice, but yeah. yeah. It's just Alrighty. that those kinds of things are not precious to that one. You know, different right. personalities. We have, all of us have different things that are precious. Mm-hmm. And so jo- she's not a jewelry person. Yeah. Well, and it shows the different perspective, too. That's awesome that, that your girls perceive those differently because we can look at that and we can see where you know, Mary was willing to give up what was precious to her. She was reserving it, right? Jesus said, um, this was intended to be the perfume for the day of my burial. So, but she's like, I will give it to you now, Lord. Like, this is what it is now. Now, Jesus knows that day of burial is coming up sooner than she did. Um, So, of course, he has the perspective, you know, we talked about yesterday how he has that overarching perspective. And so things are a little bit easier for him to see. So he's like, yeah, this is good. Whereas Judas has the perspective of like, man, that's a waste. Yeah. A waste. You should have sold that so that we could insert parentheses here. I could have the money, you know, Um, which just shows how yucky he was anyway. But just a very different perspective between the two of Judas and Mary. 
And I wonder, like, with Mary, if she kind of knew that, why would she do that? Why would she break that jar and open that? Why would she do it right then? That's a good question, isn't it? Maybe just moved by the the spirit. spirit, That's what I was saying. The spirit moved her to do it, and she listened and obeyed. And surely she could read the writing on the wall. You know, they knew that there was a bounty out Mm -hmm. for Jesus. Um, She was there. And not only, and we haven't, we haven't seen this and we didn't read this, but um, in verse 10, verses 10 and 11, um, they say the chief priests who are the ones who decided that Jesus had to go um, made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. So Mary, they also know, you know, that there's this price on Lazarus's head now too. And this is their dearly beloved brother um, who they mourned for, who was brought back to them. And now Jesus is being hunted and so is Lazarus. Mm-hmm. So surely she had an inkling of idea that like, man, this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. This, yeah. That verse really surprised me. As many times as I have read this, I've never noticed that verse about then they made a plan to kill Lazarus too. <clears throat> I was like, Really? I had no no idea. I don't I skipped yeah. over that verse. I don't know how many times. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It it didn't really stick. Mm-mm. Think about how sad Mary and Martha were. I mean, even if Mary if Martha was off doing something, I'm sure her heart was heavy. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't in this particular scene. Um just yeah. how Mary was expressing that cuz I'm sure they, you're right. I'm sure they do know that, that their brother Lazarus, there's a, they're looking for him. Like, it's just very serious. Yeah. But Martha is continuing to do what Martha is. It it just does because it says Mm -hmm. here that um, Martha served while Lazarus was reclining at the table with Jesus Mm -hmm. and Mary poured out her offering. So it's just another picture of Martha being the doer and Mary being the soaker is kind of what we're calling it. Um, She's kind of soaking in at his feet um, here she's literally soaking up the oil with her feet, with her hair, with her hair. Mm-hmm. With her hair. Um, but they're very public as a family. They are very public about their support of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They are very public about um, their devotion to him. And this is literally like turned into a life or death um, public announcement for them. Their lives are now on the line mm-hmm. because they are so devoted to him. And another part, I guess, when you bring up that scripture too, it's like, yeah, Martha did what she did, but mm-hmm. she's she's connected right now. I, I right. experience her as way more connected in this particular particular scripture than the previous ones, where she mm-hmm. was frustrated and angry mm-hmm. and yeah. upset. This is way heavier too. This right. moment. Well, think about how she has approached Jesus. She's like, you know, Lazarus died. Jesus, why weren't you here? You could have saved him. And then he says don't you believe that you're going to see the glory of God? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I believe it. And then he says, I told you that you were going to see the glory of God and you did. And so surely she's like, okay, I just need to chill out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought there was a little bit of change in her attitude when Jesus came and she went out to him and then she rushed back to get Mary. You know, the teacher's here and he wants to talk to you. I, I don't know. Somehow I felt 
that at that point, she'd had a change of heart somehow. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't jealous of Mary anymore. She wasn't accusatory, you know, toward her for soaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a real change after Jesus talked to her and pointed out the differences in their relationship. Yeah, and she still continued to be who she was, a servant. Mm-hmm. And yet it's way, feels way more connected. Mm-hmm. Very interesting mm-hmm. that it's not Martha or Mary who complains about, or Martha or Lazarus who complain about Mary breaking over, open this expensive jar of perfume. Mm-hmm. It's Judas. Yeah. I mean, he has no connection to that. That's their property. Right. Um, and so, you know, apparently Martha and Lazarus are fine that Mary does that. It's just Judas who says, wait a minute. We could have t- done something better with that money. So, yeah, I think it, it just points that that family's all in. Mm-hmm. They are all in for Jesus and um, to honor him and to to serve him in any way that they can. Their hearts are softened. Yeah. And Judas has been with him for these three years, and mm-hmm. his is getting harder and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity to turn around many times. Mm-hmm. He's seen these miracles. He could have let all that stuff soak into him, and he could have chosen to turn to God at any time. And he didn't. He didn't. But Terry pointed out earlier, I said, and then here comes Judas to mess everything up. And Terry said, no, here comes Judas to ignite the fire. She didn't say these exact words. But yours um, are good. But to ignite <laughs> the fire to... I don't care. You say it because you said it better. Well, he comes right on time that he's supposed to be there. That he's doing his the, the what God has planned for him to do in order to get Jesus where he needs to be, which is to the cross, which is to die. Mm-hmm. And Judas his plays his part. But I also, and I don't know if I'm right on this. I also think that Judas had opportunities to turn towards God. Mm-hmm. Like we all have those opportunities. And God would have used someone else. God could have done other things. Mm-hmm. But Judas never took that. Well, and I think God, God knew, you know, he is mm-hmm. omniscient. He knew Judas wasn't going to, he was mm-hmm. going to stay his path, mm-hmm. stay his course um, until the end. He wasn't going to soften his heart. He wasn't going to change. It's interesting. I, I heard a quote from someone who's Muslim. Um, actually, it wasn't a quote. It's from a friend of mine. And she said, what we believe is our lives are written, and we live into that. I was like, that was such a beautiful way of kind of saying That's something cool. like that. But, hmm. Well, that's where we, that's kind of where we land with Mary and Martha, is the fact that um, Jesus is now, he's, he's wrapping things up. He's getting rich right before Passover. Um, these are his last days and Mary makes this giant sacrifice. Martha is serving. Um, Lazarus is there and is probably just enjoying Jesus's company at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is, this is where things are wrapping up because from here, Jesus goes into the city. He's captured. He's put on trial. He's beaten. He's hung on the cross. He dies then three days later, he comes back and he actually speaks to the women first, right? Um, 
But then he says, this is, this is good, but I'm leaving and it's going to be even better because I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. And I'm not going to be here anymore, but I'm going to give you this gift and this guide. Um, and this Holy Spirit is going to be with you all the time where I could only be here when you saw me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will be here with you all the time. So it's interesting, just like one more piece on it is that she chose to break it open before he died. Like she probably saw his imminent, imminent death, but she chose to honor him while he was alive in the other room. And I just think that's such a intimate, tender honoring mm-hmm. of who Jesus was. And, and I think it, it really mattered to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because like so often, the... oh, I'm sorry, Terry. Oh, go ahead. So often we wait until people are gone yeah. before we honor mm-hmm. them. Um, we've talked a lot about that as a family. Um, you know, when, when, before my dad died, you know, my folks wanted us to come and do with them while they were still alive, not wait and come <laughs> when they were gone. Um, so I think that that's, that's a really big deal that she, she wasn't willing to wait until after he died to show him that honor. She wanted to do it right then mm-hmm. before he left. I think the perfume also, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, it said the, um, you know, it, it filled the whole house. The fragrance filled the whole house. And I just um, get this idea of it being a sweet, sweet time with him. And that this beautiful fragrance is coming off. And his death, although it doesn't seem so, it is beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. And it's, um, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the coming back. Because of, you know, coming back from the dead and taking us with him. But, um, I don't, yeah, I just got that feeling. It's just like such a beautiful thing and such a beautiful time. And, and that, um, that sweet fragrance maybe in the future is going to trigger a memory of that time, that last bit of time they had with him. It's like that vision of that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Old Testament, when they would offer a sacrifice, all through the scripture, it'll say this, a sweet smelling savor. So fragrance is something that, you know, um, touches on a lot of our senses. It comes in through the sense of smell, but it really can hit our emotions and trigger Mm -hmm. a lot of memories and a lot of feelings. Um, So I know when, when Dan would travel, I would sleep on his pillow because I wanted to smell him. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids are, you know, we're all like that. Evie came over the other day. She was in my mom's room and she got in the bed and she kind of wiggled all over. And I said, what are you doing in granny's bed? She said, well, I just want her to smell me. Oh. And I thought, you know, that is such a sweet, oh, sweet thing. Awesome. So, yeah, for my mom to get in bed and smell her and think of her. And I, and I think sometimes in our culture, we're not... We're not really geared towards that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that the Jews certainly were because of that sweet-smelling savor um, that God enjoyed when they would offer a sacrifice. Yeah. So the fastest way to get to a memory is through the your smell. Is it really? If someone's struggling, I'll have them smell. If they like lavender or vanilla or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. I think about it like for me, it's like I walk into grandma's house and it has a certain smell. Certain smell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, if I smell it again, I'm right back in grandma's house going up those stairs. 
So that surpasses, you know, your yeah. neocortex, and I won't get into all that. It's like, <laughs> sorry. We love it is stuff, Rosemary. Right, I know. But yeah. it's like the fastest way to get into something and remember. And I was thinking, too, like, wow, when they were in that house after Jesus died, it's like I'm, you know, picking up the jar and just being like, remember when he was here? Remember that, you know, and that remembering is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of what he's done and who he is. So. That's a great way to wrap us up today. Rosemary, or Angie, excuse me. Will you um, kind of wrap up the Mary and Martha for us? I would love to. Thank you. Father, we come before you um, as a sweet-smelling fragrance in worship and adoration in love with open hearts, Father, to receive everything that you have for us. And Father, we don't want to just be receivers. We want to be givers too. And we know that you are looking for worshipers who will worship you in spirit and in truth. And so, Father, we want to give you our worship today. Um, Father, this has been such an awesome story for us to read about Mary and Martha. as such different women with different personalities, and yet you love them both. And you've used both of them to um, show your love and your mercy and to show who you really are, to show you your power over life and death. So, Father, I just thank you for your word, for this scripture that you've given us. Jesus, you said, I am the resurrection and the life. And so, Father, we thank you that Jesus came and offered himself as a sacrifice for us so that we could become a part of your family. And we thank you so much, Father, that you have filled us with your Holy Spirit, that he is our teacher and our guide. He's our comforter. Thank you, Father, that you gave him to us to help us in this world, to be there, to keep us connected to you 24-7, Lord, so that we don't have to go looking for you, that you're right here with us. And Father, I just pray for everyone who has... um, search the scripture with us, who's talked about Mary and Martha with us, um, I pray, Father, that you will open the eyes of their hearts so that they will be able to receive more and more of you, to understand who you are and what you've done for them, that you gave your son as a ransom for all of us so that we could become your daughters and your sons. Um, Thank you, Father. We praise you and we worship you. We give you honor and glory. You are an awesome, great God. And we adore you, Lord. And we thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.